Hello, I'm Neil Quigley and welcome to the latest episode of my podcast. This week, how I once managed to get lost in Norwich on a night out there. What happened when I nearly missed an entire concert that I was invited to for free by the band that were actually giving it. The interview this week is with X Factor runner-up Andy Abraham. I spoke to him several years ago, just before he went off to represent the UK at the Eurovision Song Contest. And lastly, when I was working in Yeovil, I also worked in a bar that had some live PAs, some singers come down and sing for us about once a month. I'll tell you a bit about that. That's all on the way this week. Thanks for listening. Enjoy. Neil Quigley. I'm sure you've had situations where your nights out haven't necessarily gone to plan. This happened to me once in Norwich. I used to have a mate who lived in Norwich. He worked there for a couple of years, then he came back and moved back to Buckinghamshire. But we used to go and see some of his old mates in Norwich occasionally. So this weekend, we went and saw one of his old mates. We went up there on the Saturday during the day to have a big night out on the Saturday night. So we got there... I'd have said about evening time, so it was about four or five o'clock in the afternoon. It was the summer, so it was still light. It's the first time I'd ever been to this guy's house. So on arrival, we had some food, then we got ourselves ready, and we headed out into Norwich City Centre for a night out. We went to a few different pubs for drinks, and I was a lot younger then, so we ended up in a nightclub till about one or two o'clock in the morning. Just as we were leaving the nightclub, shall we say, I got a bit sidetracked and ended up talking to someone, not seeing that the other two, my mate and the guy whose house we were staying at, had left the nightclub. They're going off to get some food, and I didn't see where they went. So I followed them a couple of minutes later, couldn't see where they were, walked around for a bit, and I thought, oh, do you know what? I'll just get a taxi back to this guy's house. Now, I didn't know his address, but I remember when we were on our way down and when we were talking on the way into town... He said his house was near a hospital. So I thought, that's fine. All I'll do is I'll get in a taxi and just ask the taxi driver to drop me near the hospital. Therefore, I'll be near the house and I'll be able to work it out. I'll recognise it. I'll find the house from there. Brilliant plan, eh? Well, I get myself a taxi, get in the taxi, say to the taxi driver, hello, mate, can you just take us near the hospital, please? Just take us towards the hospital. His first question, which one? Sorry? Apparently, there are four different hospitals in Norwich. I didn't know this information when my only plan of getting home was to be dropped near a hospital. So I started doing a tour of hospitals. I got taken to the first hospital he thought it might be. Didn't look familiar, didn't recognise any of the roads around it. So I said, no, this isn't the one. Then the taxi driver drives me to the next hospital. All the time, of course, the fare is going up. I haven't got a bottomless pit of money on me. I've only got about 25 quid on me. So as it turns out, when it gets to about 25 quid, I'm like, well, you just, you'll have to let me out, mate. I've got no idea where I'm going. I can't afford any more money to be driving around Norwich randomly trying to discover this house that's near a hospital. Although there's four hospitals in Norwich, not just the one. So I got him to drop me out near the police station. So I got out of the taxi near the police station. Now, I was thinking, I tell you what, I just go into the police station. I was walking Walking down towards the police station and what do I tell them? I'm completely lost. I'm staying at a bloke's house with a friend. I've got no idea where his house is. Can you help me? No, of course he can't. Be like trying to stick a pin in a map, basically. So I decided not to go into the police station. I had another walk round for a bit longer. It was still dark by this time. It's probably about, I don't know, three o'clock in the morning. I'm a little bit annoyed with myself I'm not going to lie and getting a little bit tired so I just keep walking and walking and walking eventually I find a park so I walk into this park and I don't know why I'm just about to give up basically I thought well I'm never going to find this house all I need to do 
is get some sleep and then maybe try and get in contact with my mate in the morning, find out where they are, all will be good. So as I'm walking in this park, there's a row of trees towards one end. So I decide, I know what I'll do, I'll just go and sleep under the trees for a bit. That is exactly what I did. I headed off, got to the trees, probably had about two, three hours sleep under the trees, got up about six or seven o'clock. I didn't want to be still sleeping under the trees when the park got busy or when the dog walkers came round. Don't want to be woken up by a dog sniffing you, ideally. Not in a park. Luckily, it did stay dry, by the way. It was a summer night, so it wasn't too cold. When I got up, I continued walking around in the hope I might see something familiar and find the house. I didn't. Eventually, I managed to find a payphone and remember my mate's number and actually call his number and speak to him. From there, they managed to try and talk to me to try and work out where I was. They tried to talk me back to the house. Couldn't do that in the end. So they actually ended up coming out to find me in a car. I mean, what sort of mate am I? What sort of idiot? I get lost on a night out. And the first thing they have to do after a night out is come out in a car and try and find me. They did get me eventually and did pick me up. I don't think I've been back to Norwich since. If we've learned anything from this story, don't leave your mates on a night out. And if you are using a hospital as a reference point for a place in a city, make sure you know how many hospitals they actually have. Neil Quigley. Here I am then in conversation with X Factor runner-up Andy Abraham. He finished second to Shane Ward in the competition. And they both did it right for a time, had some successful albums. Shane, of course, now an actor, having been in Coronation Street. And Andy has sold quite a few albums. This was me talking to him just before he represented the UK at the Eurovision Song Contest. Andy Abraham. Andy, hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? How are you? I'm rushed off my feet, mate. I feel like as if I'm flying. I'm having a very, very busy day. It's absolutely brilliant. It is. Now, we'll come on to this in a sec. Obviously, the Eurovision Song Contest, and you're going to take part in that for the UK this year. We'll talk about that song in a second, but yep. we've got to start off with what The X Factor meant to you and how that sort of really got you to where you are today. The X Factor brought me to notoriety, and, you know, it brought me to the attention of the public, and the public voted in their droves, which uh, I'll always thank them for. And next, it's the um, Eurovision. The song that you won through, what was it like on the night? Because obviously the way we do our Eurovision Song Contest now, they get a short list and you all go and sing on the night and then it's a public vote to decide which song goes and represents yeah. us in the song contest. What was that like? Was that as nerve-wracking as the X Factor or more so? I would say it was more so because the difference between Eurovision and the X Factor is one's a covers based so that people already know the songs and the other is obviously a song that I've written and helped to create and everything like that. And that was the daunting side of it because I wasn't sure if the UK would know how I feel about the song. Do you know what I mean? That's the, the reason why I put it into the Eurovision Your Decision. So, And the fact that the BBC called me up as well, asked me if I would be interested and that they liked the song first and foremost and put me forward to do the show. So everything was great at that time. Do you find it more enjoyable? Is it more rewarding when you're up there singing a song that you know you've written yourself as well? Yeah, 100%, definitely. I loved all the songs that I sung on the first two albums. was absolutely brilliant. The fact that I got a chance to do one of my all-time favourite songs, which is Me and Mrs Jones and Don't Leave Me This Way. So many of the great, great, great songs that have been successful through the years. And now for Andy Abram to move on as an act and as an artist in, in his own right, he has to be able to be part of creating an album of his own. And that's the basis of this. The Even If album, which is out June the 9th, is a collection of all original material that I've been a part of writing and creating and um, I'm hoping that the general public love 
what I do and really want to be involved and sing along, you know what I mean? And the Eurovision Song Contest obviously is a great showcase for that, even if it's the single, which obviously the title track off the album you've just been yeah. talking about. That yeah. takes place uh, 24th of May, it end does. of this month. Obviously, you're looking forward to that? I am absolutely looking forward to it. I think it's a wonderful, wonderful show. It's produced brilliantly. Regardless of what acts that's on there, the actual show is done really, really well and no expense spared and think it's a brilliant platform. There's going to be 11-odd thousand people in the arena. There's going to be hundreds of millions of more people watching it around Europe and, and then around the world. So um, it will highlight the fact that Andy Abraham is a new artist and coming out with something fresh and very vibrant and makes you feel good. That's the main thing. It's about feeling great at the time and summer's coming, even if he's, he's ready for the summer and... I'm really hoping it's the song for the summer, you know? Fingers crossed. Are you worried about sort of maybe tactical voting with Eurovision? Because even recently there's those reports come out about congratulations. Technically yeah. should have won the Eurovision for Cliff Richard, but yeah. there was some differences, shall we say, with the Spanish. Is that sort of concern you or not really? There's not a lot I can do about it. I suppose it wouldn't have even concerned Cliff Richard, you know what I mean? There's not a lot he can do about it. All the likes of us performers can do is perform our hearts out, enjoy what we do, I can only speak for myself, but I love the song. I love, I absolutely literally love Even If. I really feel it's a great song that represents the UK in the right way. It's not cheesy, it's not novelty, it's just a really, really good, cool soul track. I'm just looking forward to getting out there and, and singing it and, and having a great time on stage. Andy Abraham, thanks for joining us this afternoon. I will just about forgive him for talking about himself in the third person. A nice fella, done very well for himself since those X Factor days. Used to be a bin man and now he makes his living singing up and down the country. He's actually got a new album out at the moment called Remember When and he does lots of shows up and down the country. Always seems to be on tour and seems to be doing very well for himself, which I think is nice. Good to see. Neil Quigley. When I was working for a radio station in Oxford, which, by the way, had my favourite ever strapline, it was Passion 107.9, Oxford's sexiest dance and R&B, which I think is fantastic. While I was working there, the afternoon DJ got to interview Wheatus. The big American band, Teenage Dirtbag, was their big hit, and they did a cover of an Erasure song as well, had some success with that. I was doing the morning show, 10 till 2, he was doing the afternoon drive show, and he had Wheaters coming in, so I'll be honest, I hung around to meet Wheaters and watch them do the interview. It was just two of them that came in, and the reason they really came in, they were playing a gig in Oxford, and also it was a homecoming gig for their new keyboard player, who was from Oxford, he's returning home, they've been touring the States, so he came in along with the lead singer who, by the way, was a fascinating fella. He's actually a super intelligent computer geek. He actually used to work in Silicon Valley and was earning lots and lots of money programming computers and being a basic computer genius in that place. He decided to walk away and leave it all to concentrate on his band Wheatus. He's probably the only person in the world to walk away from a job and earn less money being in the band that have had hits all over the world. That's how much money he was earning in the computer business. So you have to admit he was doing it for all the right reasons, the love of the music. He was really nice and the interview was really interesting and it was great finding out about how Wheatus made it in America and how this guy from Oxford ended up playing keyboard in Wheatus and going on this big long tour. Really fascinating stuff and they were both absolutely lovely people. The interview went out live on the afternoon show presenter's show. He has done very well for himself, by the way. He has for several years now been the breakfast presenter on Capital in the North East. At the end of the interview, 
the band invited us to the gig they were playing in Oxford later on. They didn't leave any tickets, but they said they'd put our name on the guest list on the door. So very excitedly, me and the other guy are making plans about how we meet up and get ourselves along to the gig later on. So we agreed to meet at a pub near the venue and go to the gig together. I went home for a bit and got changed and he went back to his place and got himself sorted. We met up later on at the pub as organised and we were quite excited. We're getting to go to a Wheaters gig as their guests on the guest list. We got to the venue and it looked very quiet outside. There was no one outside at all, which we thought was a bit odd. As we got even closer, we could hear some music coming from the venue. So at first we were thinking, okay, well maybe the support band are on first and we're missing them. We'll get in there and see the main attraction. Anyways, we walk up to the front desk. It transpires that the gig is already underway. It started a lot earlier than we realised. We thought it was a gig starting at 7.30 in the evening. It turns out this gig actually started about 6 o'clock. So we've arrived just before half past 7. Our name is on the guest list, but initially, because it's so late into the gig, the guy on reception is not keen on letting us in. After a bit of sweet talking, being nice and explaining the situation, he lets us into the venue. No word of a lie. As we walk in, we just hear we to say, and thank you very much, as they finish their last song and go off stage. Then we hear the applause. Then they do luckily come back on for an encore. And of course, what else do they do for the encore but their big hit, Teenage Dirtbag. Basically then, we'd managed to miss the entire gig, so we didn't see a whole Wheaters gig as we were expecting to. We got there just in time to see them come out and do, as an encore, Teenage Dirtbag. Which was very disappointing, but I guess if you are going to see Wheaters perform one song, then the song you want to see them perform is Teenage Dirtbag. They did it very well. It was a bit weird, though, watching the one song from them and then leaving the gig. I'll be honest, we didn't hang around and try and meet up with the band after the performance. We just got out there to avoid a very awkward conversation, trying to explain how we got the timings completely wrong and only caught the last five minutes of the free gig we were invited to. Neil Quigley. When I worked down in Yeovil at the radio station Ivel FM, we used to do a lot of work with Chicago Rock Cafe, which was right below the radio studios. Included at one point, they had monthly personal appearances. Various acts would come down and sing and perform, and normally one of us would act as the compare. I also did some DJing down there as well. I used to DJ some weekends, but Tuesday nights and Thursday nights for a bit were my night. I used to have a night down there, which was great fun. While working at Chicago Rock and doing that, I got to work with a whole host of stars, including Chico. Chico came down and did a personal appearance and sung a few songs. He was great. Met him backstage before he went on. Lovely, friendly, very nice bloke. And, to be fair, deceptively good singer. Put on a great performance. Also on separate occasions, a couple of members of Blue came down when they were promoting their solo careers. Simon Webb came down. He was lovely. Such a nice bloke. Really good to chat to. Really friendly and sounded great live. We also had Lee Ryan come down. He was great. He was a lot of fun. He was Lee Ryan. He's a little bit crazier. He's definitely the slightly left of centre one in the band, which I think we all knew. That'll come as no surprise. Not the most organised of blokes. He was going to do some solo songs. When he got there, he realised he didn't actually have any backing tracks. So we had to download from a website his backing tracks to put onto an MP3 player so he could actually go out and perform his songs. We managed it. It was fine. And he did a great job, to be fair. Put on a great gig and fair play to him he just stayed drinking till the end of the night with everybody at the bar had a fantastic time we did one night with the 80s legends which was aswad they were great fantastic did the job did what they had to do perfectly but the best story about that is normally these bands and acts were put up in a hotel in yeovil and they'd organize getting taxis to take them back to the hotel 
I didn't witness myself, but I heard several people tell me this. Apparently, as Aswad was leaving, one of the members of the band had his foot run over by the taxi driver as they were heading off to their hotel. Another band we once had down there was Les McKeon's Bay City Rollers. They were great. That was an interesting evening. Fair play to the people who turned up. A lot of Bay City Roller fans from their teenage years all turned up, all with the tartan scarves. It was quite an atmosphere, quite a crowd. It was quite good fun bringing them on stage. It's the nearest I've ever got to being in a boy band, hearing those screams for the Bay City Rollers as I brought them on stage. Also got to do a gig once with the great Buster Blood Vessel from Bad Manners. They came down to do a set. They were brilliant fun as well. He, for a big guy, doesn't half move around on stage. Fair play. He gives it absolutely everything. He looks terrifying on stage, but when you chat to him backstage, such a nice bloke, top fella, really good guy as well. Now, I don't know if you remember... Probably about 10 years ago now, E17 decided to make a comeback without Tony Mortimer. Tony was going to be in the band again originally, but I think he fell out again with Brian Harvey. So the rest of them were doing a bit of a tour across the UK, and they came down to play at the Chicago Rock Cafe in Yeovil. I was down there hosting that night. Fair play. Two of them turned up nice and early. They were there, ready to go, did the sound check, no problem at all. Brian Harvey, however, he was late and very, very late. I think he got there about 10 minutes before they were due on stage, didn't really speak to anyone, was really offish, was really hard to get along with, got on, did the gig, and the gig was okay, to be fair. I think he thought he was playing Wembley Stadium, and it took a while for him to get it into his head that he was just playing a bar in Yeovil at this point in his career. This would have only been maybe a month or two into their comeback, and already Brian Harvey was travelling to gigs on his own and being awkward. Therefore, this revival did not last very long. Mind you, fair play to the other two in the band. They sussed that and still kept their day jobs going. In fact, one of them had to be up at 5am the next morning to head back to London to do a roofing job. We also had a few of the former X Factor performers come down and perform for us. I remember meeting Eaton Road backstage. Remember them on the X Factor? Nice lads, a little bit odd, a little bit strange, but harmless enough they were quite good fun and they put on a good stage show as well they were always good fun nights when we had a personal appearance good fun we had some good singers and some good crowds down there and had a bit of a laugh and got to meet some fun and interesting people neil quigley met a mate of mine in a bar in london the other day which was pretty spectacular his suggestion not a place i'd ever heard of it's in the heron tower in london one of the tallest buildings there just around the corner from liverpool street station and to get up to the 39th floor where the bar is you take a lift that is just like the lift from charlie and the chocolate factory completely glass it shoots you up at about 150 miles an hour it felt like and you get great panoramic views all around london it's worth going to the bar just for the lift ride that's it for this week thank you very much for listening i'm pleased to say that i've not camped out under the cover of just trees since that infamous night in norwich and I think I may have blown my one and only chance to see a whole Wheaters gig. But if you are going to see them perform only one song, then Teenage Dirtbag surely is the song you'd choose. So I think I did okay there in the end. And we had some great nights at Chicago Rock Cafe with those personal appearances. Met some interesting and talented people. They were always good fun nights. That, as I said, is it for this week. Thank you very much for listening. Have a great seven days. Be nice to each other. Take care. Have fun. And I'll speak to you next week. Bye-bye.